hey there everybody welcome to the finger guns podcast my name is roscoe how are you doing i hope you're doing well on this lovely very very cold day i am joined by cat hello 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 hey man how's it going hey man i'm okay thanks how are you i'm gonna oh. call out there before i get accused <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah i'm good Good, good. Yeah. Jared, carry on. No, I was, what were you going to say? I was going to say I love technology, but that's about it, really. Yeah, no. Um, for those of you who are like, what the hell, um, Ross has a laptop that was probably born in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's been up, doing a little update, isn't it? Coming back to the realm of 2022. Yeah, it was like, right, hey, we've got an update. Now you can now you can load Zoom. Excellent. Zoom is updating. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Uh, so yeah, it's been a bit of a nightmare, but we're here, and I'm very glad, finally. Uh, Mr. Mars Thompson. Hello, sir. Nice to see you recover from your technology problems. God, I hate it all. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. Getting on, getting on. Uh, we had our last result back from our course this week, and we and passed, which was awesome. Hey! So yeah, it's all gravy at the moment. All gravy. Thank you, mate. Well, congratulations to both of you. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. And joining us, it was almost two in a row, but not quite. Mr. Toby Anderson. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going, buddy? Uh, all good. Thank you very much. If you want to know what I've been up to this week, I got a new car. Hey. Hey. How is it? Uh, it's uh, awesome. It's absolutely awesome. It's a big family car because I've got a, a new little boy. So um, we decided to upgrade mostly, mostly for boot size, but I decided to get like racing car stuff inside. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah um so it's got like lime green accents all on the inside of this um family car and it looks like a little racing car on the inside it's awesome oh that's awesome um don't put ellie in the boot though is that that's not what you were implying. i'm not gonna put him in the boot it's, okay, all the, it's all the crap that comes with a baby like you've got to have a pram and you've got to have the fold down stuff and you've got to have like three bags worth of nappies and changes and milk and ugh, it fills a car I promise okay good 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 and finally the actual sean davies Hello. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm all right. I'm also having a new car next week. Oh, fantastic. What car are you getting? Whoop, whoop, whoop. It's, it's whatever Toby's is because I'm going to run and steal it. <laughs> oh. I'm looking forward to them lime green accents. <laughs> you can't uh, have it. I, I mean, I wasn't going to ask permission, dude. No. <laughs> I'm just going to come around and steal it. I'm going to put a little tower defense thing up around it. Yay, video games. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Ross? You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. Excellent. Had a uh, nice fun week. Um, yeah, all good. Uh, right, we'll kick off as ever with game of the week. So I'm going to start from the top. Miss Cat, Madame, my lady, your game of the week. <laughs> well, Mr. Ross, it is uh, a bit of an old school one. I want to do some trophy cleanup, and I went to my friend's house many moons ago. And you know when you accidentally sign in yourself, you play a multiplayer game, and then the trophy pops on your end, and you're like, "Shit, I've got this game." Um, and then you've just got a empty trophy list. So my game of the week is uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and the reason for that is because it was forty six ninety nine or something ridiculous, like forty seven ninety nine. But it was in the PlayStation Store for like nine pound, and I was like, that's a bit still. So that's my game of the week, and it's it's based on the film. Obviously, I've not seen the film. I know I'm, I'm naughty. Um, I'm one of those people that have only seen the trilogy. I know, I suck. But, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, I've heard that. You, you haven't said your worst offence yet and what oh. your favourite character is. So can you please declare it for all to hear? Maybe Yoda, obviously. No, um, no, 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 no. 
I fucking love Jar Jar Binks, okay? And I get it. I get it. People hate him. People think he's annoying. So the trilogy that you've seen isn't even the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's the prequel trilogy. Yeah, you left like that out. Old, you left that old, out. Old, yeah. old school trilogy. Wow. No, no, no. That's not the old school trilogy. It's the middle trilogy. You just know how painful this is. <laughs> being a really big Star Wars fan. Oh, dear. Oh, well. Anyway. <laughs> Whoopsie to me. But at least I'm playing the game, okay? Jar Jar Binks is Lisa, not happy with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and to be fair, it's a cracking Lego game. Um, you can do so much in it. Like building in different like locations, there's so much puzzle, there's driving in the middle of like there was driving in other games, but they were kind of spe- like specified levels. But you can just call a ship at any point now and just drive around. What the hell? So it's, it's really making me hyped for the eventual Lego game that we'll get this year, next year, who knows? Um, a Lego yeah. Star Wars game that doesn't exist. It does exist. It I'm... does somewhere out there. At this point, I'm pretty sure it was just a fever dream that we all had. <laughs> Maybe what the lockdown fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> remake all of them and put them in one game. Yeah. I know I had I had a weirdest dream the other day. Oh, I had the same one. That's so bizarre. <laughs> We've all got COVID. Um, but yeah, that is my game of the week, and I am thoroughly enjoying cleaning up the trophies. Cracking. That's a great choice. Miles, your game of the week, sir. So I purposely avoided starting anything new because of the massive influx of games that we have coming next month and the game that I have had to review, I'm not allowed to talk about yet. So I can't remember, please help me out here. Did I talk about surviving the aftermath last year before Christmas? Oh man, that was a long time ago at this point. Not the twin stick shooter one. There was another one called surviving the aftermath. The other one I did talk about was the last stand aftermath. I have a feeling you did. Yeah, so I feel like I'm in the aftermath if you're talking about the aftermath. Honestly, that was just they both released on the same day as well. I was like, that is just bad timing. So I've just been playing Iron Harvest this week. Um, so I talked about it very briefly uh, last year at some point. You declared me a nerd, I believe, for us. Um, and yeah, I finally got back to playing through some more of it. I've How very day. Ah, oh, I know. I'm, s- I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I finally played through the third campaign of the five, and I've started the fourth. Um, and then I tried out some of the skirmish stuff today, and it's just really fun. Like each faction, I didn't realize this, but each campaign is a different faction. They all have their own unique like mechs and their own styles. So like they're all very different kind of aesthetically, and they've all got like as you kind of get further into the campaigns, you unlock like their super mech, which is like this big hulking behemoth version. Like one of them's this giant walking, like 80, 80 looking thing. Um, and it fires like artillery off its back. And then like another one is like a giant spider like mech and it's dope. It just literally tramples everything in its way. Um, so it's been nice to have a bit of time to actually go back and play some more of that. Cause obviously I had it in my game of the year list, but hadn't had the time to play it as much as I'd wanted to. Um, so yeah, just been playing a lot more of that, just enjoying it before the uh, massive influx of great games come out next month. So yeah, not much more to report, I'm afraid. Awesome. Awesome. It's good to get back sometimes, isn't it? That's a back catalogue kind of thing, isn't it? Just getting stuff out of your backlog. Yeah, that was it. Especially over Christmas. Normally that's the time where quite a few games come out, but I managed to catch up on like Returnal, Sekiro. I'm playing a bit more of Iron Harvest and just playing some like other little tidbits and stuff so yeah it's been cool to have a bit of free time to actually catch up on a few of them oh you played Sekiro did you don't tend to mention it I know I yeah no, I don't think you've ever spoken about Sekiro on yeah. the pod so I just thought I'd really just you know drop it in, in it's case, about time you know. someone did it's about time someone did I mean I wouldn't want it to be forgotten you know <laughs> 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 okay now uh Toby Anderson your game of the week sir 
Speaking of which, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's not quite a Sekiro, but I've been playing Dark Souls. Ah. Yeah. Um, so, so similar to Miles, I, I have a list of you know backlog games that you, as we all do, and I found that there was quite a lot of time over Christmas to get to a bunch of them. Um, I finished Guardians of the Galaxy and got all the way to the end of that, and then I've started Dark Souls and the Persona one that came out at the beginning of January. But um, Dark Souls is definitely taking the biscuit the whole way through. It's it's the most addictive and the best of those games. Um, and I think I'm about halfway through now. We were discussing it just before the pod started. I've got some double boss to to get to at the moment, and it's meant to be one of the hardest ones in the game. So, yay! I'm about to get stuck. I think on that. But um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I think as well. There's January just seems to me, and this is no comment on anyone else's tasting games, but it's like almost nothing I want in January. So I'm like, this perfect backlog time that's just been engineered into my year. I'm just catching up on like three or four different things, and then suddenly when, like like Miles says, when sort of mid February hits, I'm just like, ah, I'm screwed. Yeah. I'm never going to get back to any of these things I didn't play in 2021. Um, from that point on, basically. Yeah, yeah. Next month is going to be. Uh... A hellish nightmare for all the right reasons, I think. Yeah, exactly. What about you then, Roscoe? What's your game of the week? I'm, I'm going to ask Sean first. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to ask you, though. I, oh, I know. know. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate uh, that. But I want to get, you know, it's not about me. It's about you guys. It's so. fine. I'm out of yeah. order. <laughs> get back on your corner where you belong. <laughs> uh, Sean Davies, your game of the week. I don't want to tell you now. Okay. I don't want to tell you because Toby forgot. Oh, that's, it's mean, isn't it? <laughs> he hasn't been here for a while. We've got to yeah, give him a break. So, yeah, I've forgotten all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, my game of the week is called Gravity Chase, which is mm. a zero G style racer thing that's coming out on PC and Xbox on January 20th. There's no embargo, so I can tell you about it now. It's okay. <laughs> um, that that is the state of my gaming this week. It's okay. That's the best <laughs> game I could talk about. Um, so it's basically uh, if you've ever heard of Radial G? It's a not as good version of that game, which basically means you're racing like um, Grip or uh, Roll Cage. You are racing inside like shapes, so mostly you're racing inside of a cylinder or along a along a pipe on the outside of a cylinder or in like half pipe style track where you you know you've got like half a circle to race around in. And basically it's it's like wipeout but um, in inside these shapes, and you, that means you can go all the way around the track. And there are boost pads, weapons, and, and it's just it's just okay. It's just it's just it's one of these games that will will come out, um, and it will be fine. <laughs> there's there's nothing really to write home about in it. It's one of these games that really tries hard to do something different, and in the process manages to become really mundane, because all of the tracks are like inside these shapes and they have covered all of the shapes with neon lights. And because of that, you can't really tell where you are. So you're just kind of going from corner to corner and not really understanding the shape of the track. It's not like these these races where you learn a track and you're like, okay, I've got to go into this corner at this speed or whatever. You just can't do that because you have no fucking clue which way you are going and which side is up and which side is down. You just keep going and then you finish. And it's great. There'll be a review on the website at some point, maybe today when this podcast goes up. Ooh. How about you, Ross? What is your game of the week? 
And I was going to ask, does gravity chasers have the tubular tracks like Radio G? Or yeah, yeah. Right. So it's okay. like you're racing like like a tube, like a cylinder style track, so you can go all the way around it. And there's there's ones where you're inside a tube and somewhere you're racing around the outside of a tube. Okay. But it doesn't it doesn't have any of the cool features that Radio G did. So there's only one weapon. Um, uh-huh. and so and and you just pick up ammo for that weapon. And there's just no features to the tracks. So, like in Radial G, you'll go through a part where the gravity will flip. So you'll be on on a tube, and then you'll be inside a tube. And there's ones where the the track breaks out and goes in different directions. None of that exists in this game. Oh. So it, it's yeah. it's it's like a poor man's Radial G, but it, it's going to be budget and it's going to come out on Xbox. So if you if you've got if you like achievements, I imagine they'll be simple because. Their previous game, which was Formula Retro Racing, was just just kind of oh, yeah. out too. Mm. So okay, it, it, cool. it was easy, simple, nice stuff. Nice game of the week, Ross. Go go go! Uh, my game of the week is a game that landed on Game Pass this week called the Anacrusus, um, which is a, a four-player shooter in the vein of Back for Blood and Left for Dead and stuff. But this time, you're on a ship in the sky, and you're taking down hordes and hordes of aliens that have taken over the people that are on this ship. And it is not good. Um, it's a game that I find myself playing. I've played it three or four times this week, and I can't get over the fact that it's Back for Blood without a budget, and Back for Blood is essentially Left for Dead without a budget. And so it's it's kind of even worse than Back for Blood in, in, in the ways that it's just overbearing. Um, the enemies, there's too many of them. Um, they're far too OP in certain circumstances. You find yourself going down very, very quickly. It's it's kind of stylish in a way. Um, it sort of looks a little bit like Deathloop's got that kind of uh, 60s style, I suppose, but it's just not anywhere near as polished. And um, it's certainly one for Game Pass, definitely. Um, it's not to not to negate that in any way or say that it's, you know, um, worthy of just not being bought, but it's, uh, yeah, it's not great. But at the same time, there I am going back to it. And... Um, it's kind of comfort food at this point. It's very easy to play. You just grab a gun and shoot all the aliens in front of you. And that's pretty much it. There's no real objective. Um, you just got to get to the end. And uh, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, um, the, the trailer is really cool and got me somewhat interested. But the gameplay itself is very dull, very predictable, very, uh, very boring. Um, I don't think it, it would even be any more fun if we were all playing it together, sort of as mates. I'm playing it with strangers and it's just... I don't know. It's just not fun. So, yeah, the Anacrusis, which is on Xbox Game Pass, is available to buy also on Xbox. But, yeah, not worth your time. Um, unfortunately, that's about as good as my games have been also this week. I have a question about this game. Okay, no problem. Uh, it's, it's launched into early access, um, mm. and the developers have described it as a very weird period of early access. They want to try and develop it with community feedback as, like, the centre of this. Do you, obviously early access for some games is like a trial period where they get things sorted out. I I personally lasted one game with it and went that isn't for me and deleted it. Yeah. Um, do you think there is a way back for the game through early access? I mean, I was managed. I managed to get in games quite easily. So there, I'm, I'm assuming there's an audience for this thing. Um, I think if you imagine like if you saw it, you know the hordes of aliens are essentially just zombie hordes, aren't they? They just come at you in massive droves. And yeah. there's all you got to do is shoot them. So there's nothing particularly original or unique about it in any way. 
Um, there's nothing that it makes it really stand out. So I don't know. I don't think so, to be honest. I think um, if you can get your fill of games like this with the likes of Rainbow Six or Back for Blood, then there's not much to see in the Anacrosis, I don't think. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Which, is, which is a shame, because um, it's certainly stylish and had some had some good ideas um, and certainly makes it look much better than it is in the trailer. The trailer was very good and <laughs> sucks me right in. But unfortunately, yeah, not for me. But anyway, let's crack on with this week's quiz. And for the first time, and I feel a long time, it's a Sean Davies quiz. So here we go. Yes, I just want to say thank you for, Kat, for standing in for me while I couldn't be asked to write quizzes. Cracking so. jobs. Cracking job. Fruit salad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fruit salad. Fruit salad. I'm sorry. <laughs> fruit salad. Fruit salad. Fruit salad. She's not back. Sean's back. <laughs> no, I genuinely want to say thank you for fruit salad because I had stitch for about half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take I, it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I literally sat in my office. It was deathly quiet and went, bug snacks? It was... <laughs> <laughs> this is how legendary uh, nicknames are made as well. Yeah. yeah. Salad. yeah. It's going to be on the back of my Finger Guns t shirt for EGX. Watch <laughs> oh out. my God, yes. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> fruit salad. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, got Someone just oh. yelling it across the across the thing as well. Oi, fruit salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never going to live down. Oh, bug snacks. No, send me some free merch. I'm telling you, and it better be a vegetable teddy <laughs> just to rub it in. Okay. Oh, well. Let's let's do a quiz. So the bit difference. Um, I've been thinking. So no fastest finger first this time round. I'm going to call this quick time event. Okay. So I have ten questions. The answers are incredibly difficult to find out. They're all something that you could have a reasonably good guess at. So I'm going to ask you all to send me your answers via Slack. By the time I've finished reading out the question for a second time. I will then read out your answers and tell you who was closest to the correct answer. Who will get the point? Okay. This, this is going to be a disaster. This is going to be already. like, how many PlayStations were broken? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it? Absolutely. How many people crashed cars answers. because of fruit salad? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because it's underreported, so we're lucky. <laughs> okay. Right. So question one. Okay. Get ready. Are you all on Slack and ready? Yeah. Yes, Which so one are we, are we doing? Yeah. Hashtag podcast. Are we going into no, your, no, no. Into your DMs? Yeah. Send it directly to me. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Or, Kat, okay. you could just give us your answer. <laughs> like you were going to. That's it. That's it. This, this, is, this is a quiz that we used to do, yeah, where you would write down your answers. Only this time, you can't hear someone else's answers and then change it because someone else got close. Oh, man. That's my chance. Clever. You're a clever man. Gone. Okay. Ready? Question one. According to the official canon, how tall is Sonic the Hedgehog in Fox. feet and inches? <laughs> oh. So, question one. According to the official canon, how tall is Sonic the Hedgehog in feet and inches? Okay. Ross, any answer? Sent. Oh. oh. <laughs> Ross, can you please confirm your answer in the Slack? <laughs> okay, right. What the fuck? Okay. So, Ross has said three foot five inches. Kat has said three foot four inches. Miles <gasps> has said eight foot six inches. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate these quizzes, man, honestly. And Toby has said two foot four inches. <laughs> I think mine's close. I think it was a three five. The the official 
busting is three foot three inches. Oh, you <gasps> son of a bitch! Yeah, I got the sonic question right. Got the sonic question right. Fruit salad got the sonic question right. So, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to both Cat and Ross because you were both an inch away. Right. I was well, okay, yeah. I was two, but okay, <laughs> oh, Ross oh, was two. Three foot five, wasn't it? I was like, what yeah. the hell? Why do I not get a win? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah my bad. My mask was, was fucked. Okay. Now I shouldn't have questioned that because I've lost no, a point. I was gonna <laughs> say you just cost yourself a point. Okay, question two. How many games were released for the Sega Dreamcast? Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> um... <laughs> Question two: How many games were released for the Sega? Dream? I hate these kind of questions. You just I have love, no idea. I love it. No I idea. Love it. I love oh, it. I absolutely I hate it. this. Where are the video game weapons quizzes? That, that's what I need in my life. <laughs> oh, okay. thank you, Chris Scullion, for our DM conversation the other day. <gasps> no. I've got your answer, Ross. Where's You've your got answer? An encyclopedic yeah, person you're supposed behind to do your it, answer. You know. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So. Oh, this is going to be okay. So, <laughs> Kat has said 16. Good, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, you said Chris Scully, and I was like, fuck, he totally talked about this on Twitter the other day. Okay. Shit. <laughs> Toby said 800, not a bad guess. Miles, 765, again, Oof. not a bad guess. It's close to that. Roscoe time, it? was 624, which oh. is exactly correct. Fuck off. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my God. Damn it, I, I overestimated. <laughs> I apologize. I I'm think friendly. I underestimated. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, only slightly. Bit, I mean, what the hell? Come on. If, if, if I'd have asked for good Dreamcast games, you'd have yeah, got that's spot I, on, I think that. I think that's probably why I was <laughs> yeah, going yeah. for. <laughs> anyway, wow. question three. According to the November 2021 Take Two Interactive Financial Report, the Grand Theft Auto series has sold how many copies in its lifetime? Ooh. Question three, according to the November 2021 Take-Two Interactive Financial Report, the Grand Theft Auto series has sold how many copies in its lifetime? Okay. Hmm. That's felt the word wrong. I'm actually but... discalculate too, so numbers don't mean shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. What the fuck? <laughs> so, Miles, how many did you say? Because I've just got a million on my screen right now. Yeah, 400 million. 400 million. 400 million. <laughs> yeah, Roscoe, 170. Cat, 52 million. Toby, 26 million. The actual answer is 355 million. Oh, oh come on. So, that's all Miles. 355 million across it- just five games. GTA 5 yeah. was like well, the thing is, you say five games, but the fifth one's been re-released about five times. So that's mental. Isn't it's actually it? ten games. Yeah, five, sure. five, five has got to be at least half of that, surely. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was hundred million easily. sales in like its first year when it first released. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Question four: The Atari Twenty Six Hundred released in what year? <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> I just put before I was born. Would that count? <laughs> I mean, that'd be the correct answer, but I won't give you a point for it. Um, the Atari uh, 2600 released in what year? Right. Okay. I know it. I know it. I know it released in different regions in different years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know exactly what. The actual. <laughs> 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 I feel like. I feel like 
There's technically three answers to this. <laughs> I felt like okay, I rule... have three points for all the answers. <laughs> the rule was before Sean stopped saying the second question. And every time Ross is like, wait a minute, there's 4.5 answers. I'm still looking it up. I didn't say wait a minute. <laughs> Ross is going to end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Miles said 1986. Roscoe said 1980. Kat said 1989. Toby said 1978. The answer. Is 1977. Well done to Tony. Yes. Oh, that way. Everyone is currently drawing. Question five. In May 2021, Sony announced that what percentage of PS4 and PS5 owners identified as female? Oh no, you can't say that because that was my question last week. This is Sony. Just okay. I listened to the podcast last week. In May 2021, Sony announced that what percentage of PS4 and PS5 owners identified as female? Okay. So, Kat said 40%. Roscoe said 45%. Miles said 48%. Toby said 54%. That's that's a miles high, Toby. Um, <laughs> the rules were girls. <laughs> the answer... Is forty-one percent. Cat takes it. Ah, nice. Oh, the titties. Yeah. Nice. I thought it was nice. going to be one of those trick ones where, like, it's a, there's actually more I wondered. women than I was you actually, thought. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, yeah. I, nearly so I went 50. over fifty then. <laughs> okay. Question six. Cat, did you just say all the titties? I said for. I said for the titties. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That, that was, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Such a good slogan. <laughs> fruit salad. On my back. That should be on the front. Fruit salad for the, for the titties. <laughs> yeah. That's fruit salad on my back for the titties on the front. Finger guns on the side somewhere. You know, on the sleeve maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just <laughs> sorry. Anyway. I'm, I'm currently going through Sony slogans in my head, just like in the third place. We don't want that stuff, you know. Okay. Yeah. Question six. Rounded to the nearest thousand. Mm. How many officially licensed players? Appear in FIFA 2022. Oh, for how many actual football now. players? That's a great question. Question six rounded to the nearest thousand. How many officially licensed players appear in FIFA 2022? Oh my god, there's so many. Fuck no. Take a guess. That's the yeah, whole point of this. I am. I am. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. I don't even know how many players there really are. Yeah, no, me neither. I'm like, and there's 12 people on a Like, field. if I said a number, is, is that 50% of the players there are? I don't yeah, know. Are there that, that even 12 people on a field? How no, many it's people 11. Play football at one point? 11 people play football at one point. Okay. <laughs> Answers. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Answers. Miles, 5,000. Roscoe, 2,000. Toby, 4,000. <gasps> oh, Kat, 3,000. Oh, answer. <laughs> the answer is 7,000. 17,000. Oh, 17? Oh, <laughs> Miles, Christ. Christ. Do I win that by default? <laughs> Miles wins that by being oh. the least 12,000 out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Oh, my God. Ah, okay. Question seven. According to the latest Newzu Gaming Industry Report, there are now more than 3.2 billion gamers worldwide. What percentage of that number comes from Europe? Oh, Jesus. Question seven. According to the latest Newzu Gaming Industry report, there are more than now more than 3.2 billion gamers worldwide. What percentage of that number comes from Europe? I think I've gone too high. I think I've gone too high as well. 
I've gone diplomatic. Because I'm like, America's way bigger than us, and I feel like I've given yeah, ourselves the, a big then, size of the pie. Then I think I'm forgetting like China and Japan, and just it's probably tiny. Okay. Mm, Toby, 37%. Miles, yeah. 22%. Ross, 33%. Cat, 39%. The answer 12. is 22%. Oh, Miles wow. got it on oh, the nose. Oh, oh my God. Is that the first on the nose one, apart from. Roscoe's Ross is, sort of Ross is Googling, yes. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, just just really fun fact. Okay, a, a spiritual point. Can anyone tell me which continent has the most gamers? Asia. Asia China. Surely. Yeah, Asia. Uh, my, yeah, 45% of gamers come from Asia. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, uh, question eight. How large... Is the map in Skyrim in squared miles? Oh, Damn it. I've, I've seen it before because it's one of, on one of those like map videos. <laughs> it you know? is, isn't it? I've watched the same video. Watch them. I have no idea how big a square. I don't, mile yeah, is. I have no idea. Not a clue. I'm <laughs> oh. just gonna say like how long no is the map in square miles? In I feel like I'm feeling like I'm thinking of a different game, but I'm going for my answer anyway. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what a square mile is. Like that confuses my brain because, like, if a square is four sides, so how was a mile going around? I don't okay. understand. So okay. just I'm not going to go to like my like, but a square mile is a mile up and a mile across. Yeah, it's a square mile. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, I've definitely gone way too high on mine. I might have gone a bit high on. I've gone way too okay. high. So Ross has said 728,837 square miles. Miles has said 46,000 square miles. Eight has said pretty large, but um, 27 square miles. And Toby has said 400 square miles. The answer is 14.3 square miles. So Kat takes it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Come on. Nice. Undercutting the rest of you. Nice. And also just blatantly not knowing what's going on. <laughs> so, I mean, that video really didn't do us any favours. Uh, no. I mean, I uh, can't remember all the little stats on that stupid you, video. Sean, you also called me eight instead of cat. You just went eight, eight said pretty long. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I heard that. I was like, who's this? Who's oh, eight? sorry, cat. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, I'm uh, a man. Anyway, question nine. Uh, According to a 2021 US survey, Survey. Survey. <laughs> survey. Survey. Anyway. like a disease. <laughs> what percentage of gamers are age 65 and above? Ooh. Question nine. According to a 2021 US survey, what percentage of gamers are age 65 oh, and above? Actually, I think I've got a bit high. Oh, wow. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm going to see below. Okay. Oh, gamers. Eight has said eight <laughs> percent. Miles has said twenty-two percent. Ross has said twenty. Stick if that's right, I'm gonna... you must have some really yeah. cool granddads. <laughs> um, the answer is six. Yeah. <gasps> Do I take so, that? So, uh, no. Both Kat I get and it too. Toby, yes, are drawing on that. I get that one well as well. I, I genuinely didn't think there would be any fucking draws in this whole game. You're going to need anyway. a tiebreaker and you're not going to have one, are you? <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Kat's going to walk this anyway. Um, question 10. On its fifth anniversary back in 2020, 
Dying Light developer Techland announced how many zombies had been killed in the game since its release. Ooh. <laughs> Question 10. On its fifth anniversary back in 2020, Dying Light developer Techland announced how many zombies had been killed in the game since its release. Oh, I'm just I, I killed at least six before I got too scared. <laughs> I bet it's I'm gonna go really high. Yeah, Ridiculously I'm going, high. I'm, I'm going super high. Okay. I'm just like being ridiculous about it. It's so dumb. <laughs> anyway. Kata said 50 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd gone ridiculous and it's less oh than my that. God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Miles has said one billion. Toby has said twenty billion. <laughs> Ross has Said five billion. The answer is thirty-six billion. <gasps> oh my god! Oh my god, Toby! Oh <laughs> no, that's so. Cat has got it by one. By one. Oh, oh my god. god! Fair play. Do you know what? I've never played Die Light, so I was like, "Well, how many zombies are in the game, and how many people have made it, and how many people would have replayed it?" Fuck it, I don't care. And I'm so discalculated, <laughs> I don't even know like the value of numbers. Maybe fifty billion. Fuck it. Oh <laughs> man. So Cat has got five points in this quiz. Oh, oh, that's amazing. That is impressive. That is impressive. Amazing. These are my kind of quizzes every every week, please. <laughs> right. So this this was a Greg style performance from Cat. This was. This was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very good. Well done. I found my niche. Greg's like the knowledge peddler, and I'm just like. The, uh, the chance card. So, in case anyone wants to know, Ross got one. Oh, um, God. Toby got two. I think I got two and a spiritual. Yeah. Miles got th- three. Nice. So, well done, everybody. That was fantastic. That, that was, was great. Yeah, that was a good nice. time. Yeah, that was an amazing time. A pleasure. I won, but yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh yeah. man, we well, all learned something as well, you know. That was super fun. <laughs> oh, we did. I now know what a square mile is. So, yeah, me too. Yeah, and that Skyrim doesn't have 46,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? So, so my 782,000 was a gross est- overestimation. Yeah. I mean, if it was so. centimeters, you'd still be way over. <laughs> yeah, okay. Lesson learned. Maybe you were thinking of a South Creek Valhalla. Maybe I was. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you very much, Sean. Pleasure. And congratulations, Free Salad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hashtag for the titties. Hashtag for the titties. I could probably say it in the like the Sony way, like, bing, for the titties. Like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> that could be my sign-off instead of TTFN. I don't hey, know. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Titty for now. <laughs> oh my god amazing <laughs> oh it's good to have you back Toby. Oh. <laughs> damn it Toby, i miss you man um right then let's uh let's get into some news and of course the first thing to talk about is our playstation getting into backwards compatibility finally it would look like that the good old mark cerny if you've ever seen a kind of a stage performance of this guy he is so fascinating to watch and it looks like his genius has finally cracked backwards compatibility on PlayStation. Now, we've seen a few things coming up. Of course, PlayStation Spartacus is on the way. We don't know exactly what that is yet still, but a few things are coming out. The PS PlayStation Now uh, upgrade cards have been pulled from retail. There's a few little rumors going around that PS3 games are currently available on the PSN store, but they're not available to buy. So... What is going on? I'm going to go to the only person that may know. Mr. Sean Davies, what on earth is happening 
Has Mark Cerny cracked the impossible? I've got a clue. Next. <laughs> um, no, I mean, he has, but it, I mean, it does, it's not pertinent to... So there, there has been a couple of patents to do with basically faking, allowing the current gen PS4s and PS5s to emulate older games because of there, there's been issues with the way that those consoles were built and their clocks and these patents that have been made by Mark Cerny and PlayStation are a way to circumnavigate those issues but that's not really what's going on right now so we've got this PlayStation Spartacus whatever it's going to be called this service that's apparently going to be announced in February and it is going to be by the looks of it a competitor towards Game Pass that's going to bundle together PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus, and, you know, an expanded catalogue of instant access games. It's unlikely to be the size and width and breadth of um, Game Pass on Xbox or PC for the foreseeable, but it's their first foray into this whole market thingamajiggy. Uh, The games that are showing up on... Uh, PS5 search function all seem to be to do with PlayStation Now. So there are there are games showing up in the, the, the search like Dead or Alive and Prince of Persia. Um, these are all games which um, you can expect to probably find on PlayStation Now services once this service comes live. But this isn't a sign that PS3 games are just going to get added to the PS5 I don't think anyone should just get excited about that just yet because the PS3 architecture was notoriously difficult to build for. And just, there, there is an emulation that works for PS3 on PC. It's unlikely that Sony are going to go, hey, let's emulate all of our old games on, on, our, on our consoles because they're opening themselves up to all kinds of lawsuits. If they're going to do this, they're going to do it the same way that Xbox did. So they'll introduce game by game and they'll put them on the service because um, you, you've got lots of things to do with older games like licensing for music and online multiplayer that probably won't work anymore now, now because the servers don't exist. So there's, there's lots of things to consider You know, when this is happening that the, the, these things showing up in the store are probably an error and are to do with PlayStation Now. But this is, is a sign of things happening with the PlayStation Spartacus, there's there's a likelihood that they're going to combine the stores. Because currently, if you go to if you go to PlayStation Now on the PlayStation 5 store, you'll find games that aren't currently in the PlayStation 5 store. And the fact that we're seeing a crossover means that we might be able to see some kind of a crossover there happening where you can just go and click on a game and instantly access it on PlayStation Now via a subscription. So it's it's all good news, but it's not like the like, you know, mind-blowing news that we're all hoping for. You know, Sony aren't... It's very unlikely that Sony next week are going to go, that that pattern we made, like, a couple of weeks ago, well, it's now fully functional and everything's working, et cetera, et cetera, because that's just not how patterns work. It takes time to implement them. And, you know, maybe in the future they will just unlock the door and we get all the games, but, you know, for the time being, I think the best we're going to hope for is the PS2 on PS4 games, the PS3 streaming via PS Now and whatever games they decide one by one to bring to the PS5. So I've got to wait for G, please. Is that what you're saying? Mate, I, I, I genuinely don't understand why it's not there already. Yeah. Like, 
it, it would be criminal if if they don't ever go back and get all of the PS1, PS2, uh, PSP, PS Vita stuff, at least, you know, restored somewhere because there's so many good games. Mm. I mean, Sony have today... Please not being one of them. Hey, are they? <laughs> um, just today, the day we're recording this, which of course is uh, a Monday, um, they've said... Um, well, there's a pattern out there that they're relaunching Psygnosis. Yeah, so they've they've re re uh, taken the trademark for Psygnosis, aren't they? Because um, it, it was running out. I thought it was just a logo. Yeah, it's it's just the trademark and to to Psygnosis and the, the mm. logo. Tobes, what do you think with this? Would you like to see um, this kind of PlayStation Game Pass, for want of a better service name, um, alive and with the retro games or do you really want to play retro games anymore? That seems, that, seems, that seems to be an interesting argument that's happening online right now. Yeah, I think that is the argument. I mean, the PlayStation Now gives you access to a whole load of, you know, retro stuff. I've got still a PS2 and a PS1 and all these things. I could play them if I wanted to, but I don't. You know, the, the backlog is big enough as it is from just the last generation or even just the last year or two, let alone trying to go back through everything else and play it a second time. I mean, I played it at the time. I've been a gamer for 30 years or, you know, 28 years or so. Um, I I don't see the, the the big draw in going back to, you know, all the retro games. There are a lot of shit games that were released every year. You know, that there's piles and piles of shovelware that, that they'd have to make it, you know, playable. And it just seems pointless. It's it's far better to have, you know, all the, 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 the really great games get, get re-releases or um, remakes. And yeah, you have to really, you know, fight online for your particular one, shout about it from the rooftops until it gets made. But, you know, I want to see a Xenogears remake. It doesn't mean it'll ever happen. But if I want to play it, if I actually want to break out the PS1, I could do. I still have a American PS, PS1 to play it on. Um, if they... If they did it, and if they if they had a Game Pass sort of service, a sort of Spartacus service, and they released, um, you know, a PS3 classic or a PS2 classic or even a PS1 classic every week or every month or something, you know, I'd definitely try them out. I think there's there's a few on there that it is hard to get hold of, and they are little gems that that there's no other way to play, um, and that kind of thing's important. I totally agree with Sean that there's a sort of there's a there's an argument that game archiving, you know, needs to be um, a lot more robust and a lot better than it is. But at the same time, you know, commercially, there's not a lot of point to Sony to do it, really. I don't think there's there's not a lot of incentive to suddenly make all of the PS3 games playable when you could repackage them and sell them again. Do you know what I mean? Like it, instead of making you don't want to make everyone's discs suddenly work in a PS5 for PS3 discs. Do you know what I mean? Because then you don't you can't make everyone buy them again. Um, and I've got piles and piles of PS3 games like. Again, same thing. I could just get out the PS3 if I wanted to and play them all again. Um, yeah, it's a funny one. I was also trying to think of what games I'd I'd still want to play from PS3 because I was thinking PS3 primarily um, that haven't come out as a collection or, or of any kind or um, that are still not really available on the PS4. And if it's on PS4, it's pretty much on PS5 as well. So the uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, but the is it so Infamous Two? I don't think there's a way to play Infamous no, two, or, no, or Infamous one, or Infamous one. So that I'd 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 go for them, um, Killzone two and three, and Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Those three 
are like top of my PS3 games that haven't had a re-release of any kind. Killzone 3 still stands up today. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It looks, it still looks good. Absolutely. I don't think they need to do a huge amount to it. It's, um, they have a weird control setup, the, the, the Killzone games when you go back to them now, but it's, um, they're really, really great games. Really enjoyed them. There's, there's quite a lot of PS3 games when you think about it that they're still, I mean, you look at the Arkham games and Arkham yeah. Origins is just like, why are you not bringing that forward with everything else? I mean, yeah. I know it wasn't made by Rocksteady, but still, like, that's an Arkham game that deserves, you know, at least some plaudits for being the stopgap. Well, all of the Arkham games look amazing, in my opinion, all four. But but Origins Origins isn't getting brought forward, you know. Crazy. Batman Arkham Origins is just languishing on the PS3. You think about Rage, you know, the first Rage game, you know. That's a great game. You've got Rage 1, you've got Rage 2 out there, you know, doing gangbusters for Bethesda, but but not Rage 1. It's it, There are so many games for the PS3 that just, just aren't being bought forward. I mean, they'll be part of the service, surely, won't they? Because Infamous, Infamous 2, Killzone 3, uh, Arkham Origins are all available on PS Now. Yeah. But you, so, so the problem with, with PS Now is, and this has always been the problem with it, is the lag is unbearable. So the, the streaming has always been a problem for play. I mean, okay, just, just talking from from my perspective you know if you if you live in silicon valley i'm sure the experience is wonderful but i tried to play all of these games i tried to play arkham origins and it fucking sucked because the lag was too much you know batman was lying on his ass before he even saw an enemy was there so it's it's just it, it's it's too much of a thing if, if they can get emulation working for ps3 games on the ps5 or the ps4 whatever whatever console it needs to be on that you could download the ps3 game and play it natively on your console without having to stream it mm. that would be the dream and that's what these patents are set up to do. Right. But I don't think that's what we're getting. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one, um, particularly how much there could be to play in, like from the from the PlayStation's past. Um, Kat, is there any particular games that you'd like to be brought back? I'm going to assume when we say Tomb Raider, um, Tomb Raider 2. Yeah, but they're not on the, the ones that I would like are not on the PS3. So, and, you know, I kind of, I can't really add much than what Toby's really said, because everything that Toby was saying is, is exactly my point, especially his last point, where kind of all the games that I would really like either are not PS3 or they are already come out. You think about Uncharted, Grand Theft Auto, like that was a PS3 <laughs> oh my god just yeah or they haven't got their own remaster origins is amazing i would love i don't understand why they've done the collections and they've not brought forward origins that's just stupid um because cracking cracking game um but no there isn't any more ps3 games i don't think unless i was to do a really deep dive but i did try and have a little look earlier when i was thinking that's out that's come out that's come out and all the games that i think really that I would love to see. I've already seen so the Crash series, Spyro Reignited. I mean, Tomb Raider hasn't had necessarily a reboot, but it's not reboot. It's not necessarily had a remaster, but it's had a reboot, um, and that's good enough for me for now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's not that I'm not bothered. I just not bothered. You know, <laughs> it would be great if they can do it. Um, it'd be great if they could do it for all the consoles. But like, like Sean and Toby have said, we've seen a lot of it already. Um, but yeah. it'll be still, it's still exciting. Um, it's exciting for what could happen for the future. You know, one day, hopefully, you know, we can see the 
PS1 games or PS2 games or, you know, those really, you know, what I'd do to play Sonic Adventure 2 on the PS5. Yeah, that'd be nice, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, but it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's me, I'm afraid. Not much to add and just agreeing with really what everyone else is saying. Um, Miles, do you think this is excitement coming from PlayStation fans just because the Xbox have got this? Yeah. And it's like something that's somewhat competitive now all of a sudden. Yeah. I think, you know, when I was thinking about why Sony are doing this, I think like Sean, I think Toby, you mentioned it as well of, you know, financially, how much do they really stand to gain from this kind of service? Like I know obviously it was kind of a, not like a morality point, but it was like a big thing of like Xbox is consumer friendly, like approach with Game Pass. And then they were saying, you know, backwards compatibility. And it was like another like tick or a plus next to all the things that Xbox can now provide that Sony hasn't been able to. And I do think like for me, you know, I was sat here and wondering, you know, what games would I feasibly go back and play? And I'm a very different type of player now to when I was when I played, you know, PS2, PS3, PS1. And I kind of think there's not much I would actually go back for. You know, I played the infamous games. I played so many games as a kid growing up that, you know, those catalog of games, I feel like I've played the majority of the ones I wanted to at the time. And I'm always hesitant about going back to older games because I feel like I'll ruin the the nostalgia for myself. Like, I like thinking about all these games that I loved as a kid, you know, like Prototype. I've seen it on the store a dozen times on sale. And I always think like, oh, I should go, I should just buy that. And so I can like replay it again. And then I watched the trailer for it and I was like, it looks like shit now. And it probably, because it does in comparison to what exists now. And I guess I would overcome that. But I also think to myself, you know, I don't want to ruin that memory that I have of that game. And I feel like I'm not sure as a player who plays quite a few games, like Toby said, you know, the backlogs are huge already. I've got so many games of today that I want to play. Like the only way I would ever see myself really coming back to a service like that is if there was like a new entry in a franchise coming out and I wanted to go back and replay all of the story and the history and stuff. Um, but I just don't think it's something I would really invest in. So I feel like it's something Sony kind of have to do because they need to get the the brownie point so that Xbox can't hold it over them. But I don't think they're really going to commit to it. And like Sean said, I think it's going to be a very slow rollout of, you know, we'll bring these games back slowly, but surely we'll bring back the ones that people want the most first. And then the others we'll just do on a case by case basis if there's some sort of demand for them. And I also just think so many games, I think Toby, you mentioned it as well of, you know, the PS3 era have just been remastered or they're in HD collections or they've been remade. You know, I don't need to play the original Final Fantasy VII or um, what was the other one I was thinking of? Oh, Shadow of the Colossus. You know, that was a game I would have gone back to play, but I have no need to now because I played the remake. So I'm literally of... playing a PS3 classic Dark Souls, but I'm playing the remastered <laughs> version that was that, that was brought out for PS4. Exactly. And I was exactly the same. Yeah. Like I tried Demon Souls three times back in the day on the PS3, didn't get on with it. And then I played it in its remake and I loved it. Um, I played Dark Souls on the PS4 remastered version as well. And Dark Souls 2, I played Scholar of the First Sin edition. Um, you know, I just, the more I think about it, the more I just don't feel I need myself to go back. The only thing I would go back for is maybe a couple of the ps1 classics that i remember being very very young for just to see if they were actually good games or whether they were actually terrible and i just loved them because i was too young to know better um yeah i like i said i think it's something sony 
feel they need to do for the people who really want it there are some people in the community who desperately want this feature want to be able to have their entire catalog survive forever and it is a matter of like preservation as well of if you can play your games on any console then they can't be lost to history if that makes sense um and i do think there is an argument for that so yeah i feel it's something that it's good that they're doing but i'm not especially invested in it myself personally if that makes sense okay well looking to the future then rather than looking to the past um phil spencer in an interview today with vgc said that he expects sony to put day one releases on to their new service and we've talked about this a lot on this podcast and how unlikely that probably will be but phil spencer seems pretty sure um that that's what they're going to be doing as a way of competing just very quickly um sean do you think that's likely do you think we're going to see ragnarok and forbidden west on a subscription service Nope. nope. I, I, but, I, but I do think that Sony will eventually develop games for Game Pass like well, whatever their version of Game Pass is, like Microsoft are having to do now. Right, okay, yeah, sure. So, you know, the, the Twisted Metal game will be designed for multiplayer, massively, you know, adopted gameplay that you get on a Game Pass, like the, mm. the game that you've been playing on, X, on Game Pass. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and uh, what Extraction probably will be eventually this month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toby, do you see that happening? Sorry, so day one, um, not for anything that's planned at the moment. No, no way. But um, yeah, maybe in a year or two's time, um, it could be something that they that they end up, have, you know, being sort of forced to do. Um, but yeah, no, it's the, the the amount of money put in, the amount, the amount of sort of marketing put into them at the moment, they just wouldn't recoup what they need to recoup on things like Forbidden West, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's also the argument potentially that that they these things, you know, will come to the the Spartacus thing. They just won't come day one. You know, that uh, Forbidden West will probably be on that service, but it will be on that service in a year's time or six yeah. months time. Yeah, I mean, we're something. seeing like yeah, like The Last of Us Two is on PS now. Yeah, if you can wait, then it's probably going to be the best service you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> if you missed something, then it'll just come back around six months later, and you'll get it for free. Yeah, God, imagine waiting. Imagine waiting. Oh, it's, I can't wait. That's the trouble. It's le- it, it, it's a month away now, Forbidden West. The trouble is Elden Ring comes out just a week later. It does. Stupid, <laughs> stupid people. Uh, Kat Mars, do you see that as a likely proposition? Um, I don't think Sony will do it. I think Sony thinks that they are better than that. Um, they're, bit, they're too big for that, but I do think that it needs to happen for a Game Pass to be successful on Sony. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just get like the this like we're better than you vibes from Sony in the last like year or two and I just think oh, fuck off so I, I, it needs to happen but I don't think it will yeah and that was their downfall in the PS3 era for sure absolutely um, and it's so, going to be they're so. not going to learn from their mistakes but, uh... <laughs> listen I am looking at a list of games that released on the PS3 that should be on the PS4 or PS5 and trust me they were right their games were so much fucking better than everyone else's. <laughs> but then if they put them on as day ones, they'd get absolutely loads of money for it. But they wouldn't make anywhere near as much money. Like, you know, can you imagine giving away a resistance game? You know, 250 yeah. million just as a budget. <laughs> but <laughs> true. true, true, but then maybe they just shouldn't bother with a competitor at all. But then, you know, I want to get the, the deluxe version of Forbidden West, but that's going that, <laughs> to become me 80 quid. <laughs> So, you know, it's like, yeah, put it on a service and I'll just pay for the extras. But no, it's it's very, very unlikely. Um, Miles, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah, not, 
happily. No, no, I don't think so either. I think Sony's exclusives are well world renowned now, and I think they've got an established fan base who are willing to pay for them at the top price, as much as as annoying as it is. So, I think, like Sean said, you make so much more money releasing them, and people will buy them and won't want to wait until they go on to the pass. I think they will, like later down the line, but just not straight away. Yeah, eighty quid for Horizon, fifty quid for Elden Ring. It's going to be a fun month next month. <laughs> also, Sean Resistance 2 was a banging game. Love that game. Mm. Mate, that entire catalogue. The PS3s, Sony need to get their own first-party catalogue and put it on modern-day consoles. The Puppeteer, Tokyo Jungle. Fucking resist... What the fuck were they doing? <laughs> Before I derail this podcast, I'm going to mute myself. Oh, the PS3 was £600 when it came out. I think that's probably a... Uh... A Folklore, yeah, Lair. Fucking just get all these games for fuck's sake, Sony. Come on, say, sort it out. We're all waiting for a subscription service for some reason. We're all willing to pay for it, so just get on with it. Uh, right then. Um, talking of weird things that we don't want to pay for, let's talk about Troy Baker. Um, we don't want to, uh, we can't buy Troy Baker, but oh, can you see? This is interesting. Troy Baker this week has may or may not put his foot in it in regards to NFTs and has partnered with a firm that creates AI voiceovers. And let's just say it hasn't gone down very well. So I'm going to read from VGC. Prolific video games voice actor Troy Baker is the latest industry personality to arrange a deal with an NFT company. The Last of Us actor tweeted on Thursday that he was teaming up with Voice First NFT, which claims it will let people buy AI voices as NFTs, which can then be used in any game. I'm partnering with Voiceverse NFT to explore ways where together we might bring new tools to new creators to make new things and allow everyone a chance to own and invest in the IPs they create. Presumably anticipating the backlash the announcement would create, he added, we all have a story to tell. You can hate or you can create. What'll it be? Now, this did not go down well, and I recommend listening to the latest episode of Play, Watch, Listen, which is available on Alana Pierce's YouTube channel. This is a podcast that Alana Pierce does with Troy Baker and Mike Bithell. And um, today's episode, they or the, the, the latest episode, they explore that tweet. And let's just say Alana Pierce, I love Alana Pierce, but she let him have it in spades and it was very entertaining, but did it in a kind of, I'm still your friend, but that was a fucking dumbass thing to do. So, Miles, Troy Baker, NFTs. Where do you stand on this one, being the cool, young, hip person that you are? Just think what a fucking idiot he was. <laughs> like, I like Troy Baker. He can be quite a little bit pretentious. I think he comes across at times. But I think he is quite genuine a lot of the time. Like, I've watched, like, a few of his interviews, and I watched... Um, we spoke about it on the Last of Us 2 podcast, but I watched, like, a deep dive that he and Neil Druckmann did about the backlash and stuff. And he was quite candid and open, but at times you could tell he was quite, like, abrasive about certain things. And, um... I saw this tweet and I was like, I'm going to look at this tweet myself. Like someone told me about it and I was like, right, I'm just going to go on and look at it and see what it says before I like decide. And I read the tweet and I was like, you're fucking dickhead. Why have you said that? Like, there's no need to be like, it's like, if you want to try and start getting into the conversation about NFTs, fine, that's fine. But don't come out with a statement like you can either hate or create or whatever and think that people are just going to be like, oh yeah, cool. Like everyone's going to get pissed off about that. NFTs are not popular in the gaming space. We've already had Ubisoft massively fail with their Quartz system where they tried to sell NFTs in, I think it was Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and it equated to the same in-game cosmetic hat, but with a slightly different tiny serial number that you can't even see. 
and trying to sell that for actual money to people and convince them that that's a thing that they own in the game, which you don't own it because if those game servers ever go down or they discontinue support for it, you don't really have access to anything. You don't own anything anymore because you don't own the product that it's in. So I'm not a big fan of NFTs and how they're being applied within the gaming space. I think there is something about their original intent outside of gaming was to give people who create you know, digital content a means of ownership and you know, copyright protection, that kind of stuff, and actually being able to sell that on and having that available. But gaming companies have already jumped on it. And I feel like Troy Baker's partnership with this company was effectively putting people like him out of work. He's partnering, partner, partnering sorry, with a company who is effectively creating digital voices, which means that voice actors will no longer be needed. And the arrogant thing about it is that he's in a position where he's so famous and popular that he'll always be in work and he'll always be in demand. So what he's doing is he's forcing out the people trying to get into voice acting because it will be cheaper for them to go to a company like the one he's partnering with to just hire out a digitally created voice. So he's effectively screwing over the people who are coming up the ladder. And I think that's why people are pretty outraged about it is because it's not being done in a way which is helpful or constructive. People are just seeing it as you're being a dick and because you're famous and you're the top of the ladder, you don't have to worry about anyone else. So it was quite interesting thinking about it. And I do want to watch that episode you mentioned. A friend of, of ours kind of sent it to us. And yeah, we heard that Alana Pierce certainly doesn't hold back, which I think is the right thing. You know, I think it's good that they're able to have that conversation. But I feel like if you are going to partner up with something that is deeply unpopular within the community, you should probably have a think about how you want to relay that message before you start spouting stupid quotes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I mean, this whole voice first thing, it's like, if you don't know what it is, it's a voice NFT will give its buyer access to unique AI voice, which they will then own. So imagine being able to create customized audiobooks, YouTube videos, lectures, podcasts with your favorite voice, all without the hassle of additional legal work. So we could essentially buy this NFT and have Troy Baker on our podcast every week. Yeah. And that's weird. It like, is they, weird. <laughs> like they could strip they could strip someone's voice off of a podcast without them even knowing it. And then you could sell on their voice to somebody. You could like my like yours or my voice could be sold to somebody else and we wouldn't even know about it. And then somebody's created an audiobook which has our voice on it. Yeah. And so that actually happened with voice verse. Um, I was reading today that someone's voice has already been stolen and they they didn't credit them and voiceless actually apologized and they've since deleted the tweet. Oh, yeah. they're having a week, aren't they? Well, yeah. This, this is the problem with it though. Like once you yeah. get into this NFT stuff, like people were saying like, oh, you can just save as whatever the picture is that's been NFT, which completely defeats the point of it. Or you can just take someone's voice and then just put it into an NFT, sell it to someone. And then once it's sold, you have no control over getting your voice back anymore. So yeah. It's just very dodgy and there's no protections, there's no safeguarding in place. And because it's a, a new technological like creation, there's no sense of like what's okay and what's not. So to just dive into that when people are already pretty upset about it, I just think was a bit stupid on his part personally. Mm. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're not quite sure, an NFT, I mean, NFT are unique non-interchangeable units of data stored on a blockchain, a form of digital ledger, which effectively allows users to own, buy, and sell digital items such as in-game items or artwork. That's effectively what an NFT is. Um, and it's 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 causing ripples in the industry right now. I don't know if you saw Mike Shinoda was shilling NFTs last week as well. Mike Shinoda of um, Linkin Park fame. I know, um, it really upset me. 
saying about how you could own one item in a game and then use it in any game you want and then got absolutely slammed by developers going, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> Fundamentally untrue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Toby, where do you where do you stand on uh, Troy Baker and NFTs? I just want to say... On, where would you stand on Troy Baker if you could? <laughs> could I stand on him? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> first of all, haters going to hate, 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 hate. Because you know we should reference that at least once. Do you know I was actually going to talk about Taylor Swift in this segment? So thank you, Toby, for starting that one off. Cool. Um, Basically, I think um, I I agree a lot what Miles said, but I could add a few more things. So, um, Troy Baker, first off, the NFT NFT tweet or NF tweet, maybe I'll call it that. The NF tweet. The NF tweet uh, was a mistake. Um, Read the room. The gaming community is really not ready for it and um they pretty much hate it from from the point of view that it's you know a, a token that's very meaningless you can do this that and the other with it it's not very secure but also from the side of it where you know blockchain is a very energy consuming process and it's something that's damaging to the environment which is a lot of what i've seen as the answers to this as well um I would say NFTs, yeah, they're a horrible, pretty money-grabbing idea that is the worst of capitalism, and I don't think it really does much for the people who sell it either. It's very, very new. It's not really covered in the way it should be covered. Um, so, you know, fuck NFTs, really. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of that part of this. Um, the, the the part of the the tweet that that is the NFT part, right, is that you can use you can have you can own Troy's voice and you could have it in a, on a character, right? And you could own that. Say you want to go into Fortnite and you want him to shout, you know, something gung ho at every one of your enemies. That's fine. That's the bit that needs an NFT because you're you're sort of transform. You, you're having that voice bit that you own and you're then using it in a in a game that you want to use it in. Even though that's quite close to the Mike Shinoda thing that he got completely ripped for. So who knows whether it's possible or not? Um, then, but what I, what I think is being missed here and. Miles touched on it just slightly is that it's about voiceover right it's about voiceover artists so the idea seems to be about vocals if you forget the nft bit for a second he's talking about a vocal that's his vocal for you know for a voice voice actor you can then use that in your project your game your audio book your submission to a programming thing to get into a gaming company whatever it might be you know you've got this great voice that you can use but it just reads like that would be very easily just software, right? It doesn't need to be an NFT. There's no real point in that part of it being an NFT. If you've if he sold his voice to Voiceverse or whatever or another company, then just make it into a software. Just like, um, you know, have, has anyone on here heard of Hatsune Miku? She's a this is a Japanese Vocaloid, which is like a synthetic voice that you can use to make songs, right? And it is based off of a real voice actress in japan called sakai or sakis fujita she's an anime theme singer she lent her voice to this thing there's now a million songs out there with the hatsune miku voice but it still started with her voice so that could be troy troy could do this thing sell it as a piece of software and people can use it to make you know whatever they want to make with it and but it's not usable in a game right that's the bit where it's not an nft so i just think there's there's kind of two things he's trying to do. He's trying he's talking about this don't hate create thing. If you want to create, that's fine. Sell your voice as a piece of software then, right? But if you're if you want to make loads of money and have a have a strange asset class that that loses you fans, then call it an NFT and make it something that you can then, you know, use a little tiny um audio square of of um Troy Baker's voice in Fortnite. 
there's two different things that he's talking about at the same time. And I think one of them is kind of like an inevitable idea that big voice actors of around this time in, in history will probably get to the point where they are able to then be the ones that, that totally annihilate that market. And like Miles said, people who are coming up, up and coming voice actors will have less of a chance to, to be, you need to have lots of small projects that they can get to, because you can just use Troy Baker's voice if you want to. Um, so yeah, it's he's an idiot for latching onto NFT, in my opinion, when what he's kind of talking about is a very basic and sort of 10, maybe 12 year old vocal software idea. And I'd, I'd kind of leave it there. It's, it's If you just wanted to make and create things, ditch the NFT part. Yeah, he he could go he could go back right now and yeah. say, yeah, I'm not going to do the NFT bit. I'm just going to sell my voice as a as a voiceover software. You can use it as you want it, and I would think that would go down a lot better than tagging on NFT and it all being about you know the the environment and about money and about speculative assets and about all this shit that goes with NFTs. Yeah, yeah, that's a very fair point. It's going to be interesting how he moves on from this. To be honest, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Again, it, it's worth mentioning that episode of Playwatch Listen because he does defend himself. He does make points. He has realized that it was a bit of a dumbass thing to do, but it's it, he did still do it, you know, and that's something that <laughs> people aren't going to forget anytime soon. Um, Cap, has Taylor Swift made the NFTs yet? It sounds like something rich people do when they're bored. Leave the podcast. She would never. Um... <laughs> oh, just you wait. Oh, you just you wait. It's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think. Um... I think Miles touched on a, plot, a lot of really good points and, and Toby's right. They are, He is just kind of doing something that probably is inevitably going to get done, but in a different way. Like we said, in 20 years time and, you know, Nolan North retires or Troy Baker retires, you know, they might go through a phase where they speak every single word and it can be bought or et cetera. NFTs are just fucking dumb anyway. Like it's ridiculous. I can make up an NFT right now. Ross could sell it. To, I could sell it to Ross. Ross could sell it to Toby. Toby could sell it to Miles, and then I'd have to buy it back. But it's the same fucking thing. And somehow I'm four grand out of pocket. But it's the same. It's just it's, it's silly. Um, and like Miles was saying, if um, if the servers go down or if anything happens, you don't actually have any proof of ownership, and you're not really owning anything. Um, I did hear I was I was um watching Hot Ones. I don't know, it's really random. Um, and I'm really annoyed that I didn't listen to the podcast further on this on Armchair Expert by Dak Shepard. But Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher have actually made a mini TV series from the money of F- uh, NFTs because what people are doing is they're buying themselves as producers. And I think to myself, in that sense, an NFT is worthwhile because actually instead what you're doing is you're funding, which is really the same as a Kickstarter, but it, they're just saying it in a different way but what they're saying is is that this tv show was written and created by the community because they were able to input their own ideas um and rather than netflix who would not pick them up uh because you know it might be too sensory or it might kind of touch on too many issues or it might bomb and they don't know um they they're able to market it because of the nfts and the money and they don't have to have anybody to um 
pilot it because it's already being funded by the community because they're being listed as producers they're buying a part of the show and I think great that is actually creating art you are actually part of a, a plausible contract where you're not stealing anything from anybody you're making something and you can have part ownership and that's kind of then in the world forever because you will always be able to say yeah I, I bought an NFT and it was part of this show that Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher produced whatever I wish I'd done the podcast on it but this is just so far away from that it's a little bit ridiculous and I, I think it's like I think it was Toby was I think Miles actually was saying that he's he's big enough okay he you know he stands up there with the giants of voice acting he ain't got to worry about shit he's going to be in work for the rest of his life and once upon a time he wasn't shit he wasn't he wasn't the shit he wasn't anybody and he is now taking that opportunity away from people because actually why would people hire actors or hire blah 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 those kind of smaller actors when they can get Troy Baker in um and where's that line I mean I don't know enough about NFTs um in terms of kind of the, the legalities and the law and the copyright but you know part of me thinks that Troy Baker sometimes is the kind of person that to be like hey that game did really badly and I'm going to sue you because you used my voice and it's like now nah, they bought your voice because you sold it and like where's that what the hell and it just gets a bit strange um and what's even weirder and I, I, I will listen to that podcast but I, I did read a tweet even last night or yesterday where he doesn't necessarily apologize but he kind of half asses apologizes about that hate and create line oh yeah yeah Yeah. so he's not actually apologizing for teaming up with them he's apologizing for being antagonistic and it's like but you're still being antagonistic by the product that you're doing of joining an NFT class when you are going to shit on the face of thousands of aspiring voice actors it's because he's already got his cash yeah, exactly. And I think like once upon a time, yeah, absolutely. There was a massive paycheck to this and you can tell that and you can tell that he's, you know, sat on his fucking thumb now because he's really fucked his reputation because, you know, good guy Troy Baker, oh, oh lovely, lovely, charming dude, you know, just shits on voice actors who are trying to make it. And what's even worse is that I'm absolutely certain that he tweeted like last year, um, I can't wait to see who the greats are in voice acting, blah, 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 blah. I can't wait to support, you know, the, the people of it, blah, blah, blah. No, you fucking can. You don't care. Um, and yeah, so that half, and I think that I don't think you should apologize for anything if you're not going to change an action. Don't apologize for what you did just because you've had bad press from it. That's, that's not, you're not, that's not sincere. You're just apologizing because people didn't like lick your ass about it. Um, it's a really strange thing to do in art. I, I don't think it's a strange thing to do in terms of the, the TV show thing, but when you're literally, and like I was saying to Miles, they've already fucked up this voice first place. They've already stolen something that they didn't credit or pay for. And it was someone's actual voice. Um, and this person didn't know, just like Miles was saying, this person had no idea that this was happening. So where's the copyright law? Is that because someone has bought that someone's voice without the permission, but now it's been sold to somebody. So where, where does that person who bought it stand? And then they had to apologise, like, yeah, we're really sorry, we didn't actually credit you for that. Uh, yeah, our bad. We, we'll make sure it doesn't happen again. And it's like, no, shut your shit down. Um, what I was saying about Taylor Swift is, is <laughs> I know it's really sad, but it's not really, because it makes a point of the fact that there are some people out there who genuinely care about the people who are trying to make it. And of course, if, I don't know if anybody remembers, but she wrote a massive letter to Apple Music uh, because they were not paying their songwriters. Um, or they were not crediting smaller artists and smaller song and songwriters for writing bigger songs. Um, they weren't paying them, or they weren't paying them. They were paying them pennies or something ridiculous like that. Um, she refused to be, or she wrote Spotify music. I can't remember. It was one of them. She's written a lot of open letters, um, 
and and there was a lot of change like now songwriters and smaller artists are getting paid a hell of a lot more because Taylor Swift um and Troy Baker has now cost probably thousands of people out of their job but he's in that job and I just think where is the audacity how audacious of you to not even like <laughs> see what you were doing because you were too big, busy looking at the zeros like mm. you've been in some of the most successful games alive you don't need any more zeros pal you need some fucking lease of life that just shows you that once upon a time you were a struggling voice actor yeah thanks for the uh, extra royalties there taylor swift um <laughs> Uh, here, here, right is available now on Spotify. If I want to listen. Um, yeah, I mean it's interesting because I, you know, I don't know if, if I've ever mentioned this, but um, I did an interview with Troy Baker a few years ago. And um, <laughs> did you? Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can listen to it now on YouTube. And um, he said to my face that he's been offered large amounts of money, like large amounts of money to do certain games, but he wouldn't do it because he didn't get he didn't have a connection to them. That's what I mean. He says that. And so it's, it's like. like how big was this check? <laughs> yeah, like you played the humble card all the time, mate. Like you played that I'm a really human person, and I don't know you obviously weren't in this time. You, yeah, you... I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Troy Baker at all. He's some of the memories that I have no. in gaming is because of that guy. Yeah, but he it's... just made a huge mistake, yeah, and he just he's made silly. A... yeah, it's it's very strange. Uh, Sean, do you want to finish this off? I imagine you have quite the take on NFTs. I, I have three little points, Toby. I have reviewed two Hasune Miku games and they both sucked. Okay. <laughs> Secondly. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> Absolutely um, sure you're right. NFTs are fucking shit and they are, they serve absolutely no purpose uh, other than act as some kind of receipt that you are a total wanker because it's all about ownership and genuinely nothing in cryptocurrency and NFTs could not be done in some other way. You know, it's, it's decentralizing it. Oh, fuck off. Anyway, so Troy Baker, I took a couple of days off Twitter, right? And I, I was interacting with the platform uh, very infrequently. And I came back to Twitter just as Troy Baker was being roasted by everybody. And it was the best day of my life because I was so <laughs> fucking fed up of hearing his fucking voice. If this is the downfall of Troy Baker, it is the most important moment in gaming history the fact that we won't have him in every fucking game. We don't need dirt with Troy Baker. Okay? We There's a fucking ton of other voice actors. Give Anthony Ingruber some other parts. Yes, I agree with that. So, the, it, it, genuinely, right, there is an entire wealth of other voice actors that could be doing what Troy Baker is doing. And if this means that he isn't in every game, I'm all for it. Trey Baker, you do your fucking NFT stuff all you want, mate, because genuinely, I'm fed up of hearing your voice. Uh, this was because I was playing like three games at the time. I was playing like Darksiders Genesis. I was playing Far Cry and it was it was in fucking every game. Anyway, lastly, <laughs> my last point, Trey Baker's only investing, is only involved in this because he knows the fucking software is dog shit. When he says... Oh, can you imagine the audiobooks? Do you know when you go on TikTok and someone's written a text passage and then you get this fucking, hey, have you seen my tits, guys? And that fucking voice that comes on. That's the AI that we're talking about. That's the the the, the fucking complexity that we're involving here. This isn't like, you know, some magic thing that's going to have Drew Baker reading out fluent lines. This is a robotic regurgitation of words and in a similar tone 
to an, a voice actor's or, or, or anybody's voice. It's, it's dog shit AI vocalization. He knows this. He knows he's in no trouble. He knows that no one's in trouble. He just got a nice check for tweeting about some bullshit that he doesn't really have to be involved in. Good on you, man. I hope you don't get the next job. It's like going viral and then getting like dildo companies to promote your dildos, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got this amazing football tweet. Have you seen my purple dildo? Yeah. <laughs> G- genuinely, he's he's in no fucking he's in no like harm. I don't think anybody, any voice actor is in. Can you imagine a Stephen Fry AI book? Like a voice, mm-hmm. like I listen to a lot of Stephen Fry audiobooks. The guy has a delivery. No machine will ever be able to replicate that. Doesn't matter how many samples of your voice you take, you will never be able to replicate replicate Stephen Fry's delivery of an audiobook. Yeah, and Troy Baker must know that, surely. Oh, for sure. That's why he's involved. He mm. knows that no one's in, in trouble. I, I genuinely think this is like a, okay, these guys are going to make some money quickly because the software is dog shit. And like... He knows for a fact that you can't buy a voice and then apply it to whatever games you want and apply it in any way or shape. But the, the IP law involved in this is astronomically um, shit. There's, there's so many... Fo- I mean, the guys that bought a copy of fucking June's book today have found out that, you know... Oh, that's they, hilarious. Like, they bought a fucking picture book of June that's freely available online at any time. It has been for years, and now they're going to put it online. Oof. Fucking hell, guys. Well, they, they, said, they said they were going to make June now. So yeah, now they have the IP because they own a book. I mean, I've got a lot of books at home. It doesn't mean I own the IP to any books. Yeah, I mean, I've just bought a McDonald's. I'm going to expect fucking Ronald McDonald to turn up and act like a footstool <laughs> from now on, okay? They are nutters. Just because they think they've got a rare book, they suddenly own the rights to make the book. No, no, fucking no. crypto, man. They, 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 genuinely, all a crypto is, is is a receipt to say you own something. That 90% of the time you get exactly the same enjoyment out of as someone else. You know, I, oh, I own this image. Okay, I've looked at it. So does that mean my memory of that is now? See, I, only think, I think the only way that those things work. So, so Grimes did one where she had like some kind of artwork that she'd done and then she sold that as an NFT. And I'm thinking, so the moment anyone else has seen that artwork or it's online you're absolutely right you know you, and you, everyone else can just take a jpeg or a screen grab or whatever and it's out there it only works if that piece of artwork is never seen by any other person exactly. ever again so what's the fucking point of owning it yeah exactly so, there's no there's no nfts is all it is is fucking capitalistic bullshit of wankers with more money than sense saying i own this you can't have it and everyone going all right what, what the I, fuck do you want I, me to I, do? I swear I said it was the it's the epitome of capitalism a little earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, and agree. I just put it more fluently. <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, f- fucking Trey Baker, man. Give it up for himself, killing his own career. Love it. I think I saw someone tweet. Um, the industry has progressed past the need for Troy Baker. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, Nolan North. Though. NFT, Sorry. need for Troy. Yeah. Need Nolan for North Troy. is always better. Didn't Troy tanked re- uh, Retro Replay as well, didn't he? That YouTube channel we did with Nolan North. That upset me so much. I followed that channel for so long. And then I think they like, fell nah, out pretty hard. It. Yeah, he was like, no, nah, I'm over it now. So I'm just going to go do my own thing. And then he started his own YouTube channel, did about five videos, and then stopped. I was like, cool. 
what a fucking waste of time that was. You just screwed over <laughs> Nolan for no reason. They were so good on that show as well. Like, if you've not watched any of it, it, it is was good, so, yeah. so good. Or wasn't they golden, I think, or something else? Or was it The Last of Us? I know, oh, it's, yeah. it's very easy to get those two mixed up, I know. <laughs> yeah, they're basically the same game. Yeah, oh, I don't know. But yeah, it was good. But yeah, there we go. Okay, I think we've set our piece on Troy Baker and NFTs now. Uh, well, it should be interesting to see the fallout of this in the next few weeks. Um, right, very, very quickly, finally, this week, the Xbox One has been fully discontinued. Pretty sure this happened before the end of the year, but it's just come out this uh, this week. Uh, so this is it, RIP Xbox One. Anyone got any fond memories of the concert? Fond anybody? Anybody? <laughs> I once hmm. kept the door open with one. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm that's sure that's what Microsoft wanted when they released the console. <laughs> The sling was nice. Yep, the S was nice. Um, is it the first one that Game Pass was actually on? Yes. Yes. So, so a good, a really great memory of Xbox One was the fact that I could go back and play everything that I'd missed for that whole console generation. All of a sudden, when I got one and I got Game Pass, which was great. Go yeah. back, play Gears of War Four, Gears of War Five, the Halos I'd missed. You know, and a bunch of other things as well. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 first year you have Game Pass is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But then after that, yeah, it, it's not so not so great. You, you seem to have got to the end of that backlog. Um, I think it was an okay console. I, I feel like uh, there were there could have been more. Um, what's the word? Exclusives over its lifetime. I think I think PS4 won out, didn't it? Really, that console generation. Yeah, the legacy of Xbox One will always be Game Pass, I think, for sure. Yeah. And the backwards compatibility as well. Okay, can we raise a glass to the Xbox One, a console so good that it inspired Microsoft to develop a cloud function that wouldn't require to own a console? Just, yeah. just so good. <laughs> just so good. And also, can, can we can we pull one out for the um, Xbox One reveal? I was going to say, oh, yeah. that's man. my fondest memory of that console is it getting revealed and everybody risk ripping the shit out of it. Yeah. Oh, God. I can can you remember that. Can you remember our podcast, Ross, from that? Yeah. Where, where, was it Paul or somebody was, was glowing saying what, a, such a, what an amazing console it sounded? Yeah. And the rest of us been... were like, Jesus Christ, are you brain dead? Yeah. <laughs> We saw what four games at the at the reveal. The rest was TV and Snap, and football, and yeah, it was it yeah, was, yeah. Oof. really Oof. awful. Which made them go a week later. We're doing another event all about games. Honest, and uh, yeah, it was by then it was far too late. But uh, won't be the first time Xbox has had a reveal that fell flat, and it won't be the last. No, they 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 go into this in great detail in in that Xbox documentary that's on YouTube. Um, so it's well worth a watch, but it's yeah, the Xbox One sort of came and went with very little fanfare. But the series is kicking ass and doing well. And Microsoft um, were mining Sean's publishers of the year last year, so they they are getting back on track, and it's great to see. But yeah, I don't think uh, history will be too kind to the Xbox One, unfortunately. But um, like I said, it's paved the way for a lot of very cool customer focused things that Microsoft's currently doing. So yeah. it's funny that it is what it is. In the same week that we're being told that they're discontinuing Xbox One, that the PS4s are being ramped up. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? 
Yeah. So someone someone won that generation for sure. They 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 can't they can't they still can't produce enough PS4s for people even now. <laughs> that yeah. it's just it's just crazy the comparison. It's wild. So have you played Halo Infinite yet? The campaign. Uh, I've started Halo Infinite the campaign. What are your thoughts so far? I wasn't keen, and I know that that's not what you want to hear. No, I, okay. I, I just was not keen on it. I I got about two or three hours in, and I was like. Ah. I I get annoyed with the what's it called the 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 alien types. They they all have their own little thing, and they're all just slightly different ways to shoot them and things like that. But they just annoy the crap out of me. Mm. I want some normal enemies. <laughs> I don't want the little grunts that just piss me off. Yeah, yeah. The first the, the first week I didn't I wasn't in love with it at all. Um, I'm getting there now. I'm I'm near the end, and it's uh, yeah, cool. It's just uh, yeah. I'm really glad that you're enjoying it because it's yeah, it's nice when a game comes out that's you've been waiting for and it's and it's good yeah it's uh it's very good it's very good it's uh yeah it's not perfect but it's very good anyway, I was I happy, to, uh, happy to take it off my backlog though yeah <laughs> i was like oh no i don't need to play this good okay i wanted to get your quick thoughts on that actually um so okay let's get into our recommendations um where we have seen something throughout the week that we want to share with you so if you want to check it out do so start with uh cat what is your recommendation for the week uh, my recommendation for the week. Actually, I found out today. I've recently had a lot of recommendations. I think oh, I'll say that on the pod, and I'll say this on the pod, and I'll say that on the pod. Um, <laughs> and so I've bumped my original recommendation for this one. So as you know, a couple of weeks ago, Oxen Free, I'd finally played um, as catching up as always, because all I do is play double dead. Um, and I flip and loved it. And then I was scrolling Twitter today because I'm, and I think Miles will really appreciate this recommendation because whenever you have like a period of time where you um work and you think I really need something in the background but like maybe radio music distracts me because then I start singing along or I want to know what the song is or I want to change the song or YouTube well I was scrolling through Twitter today and um the people that make um Oxen Free Night School have released a Spotify playlist I think this is obviously marketing for um the eventual sequel that's coming out in the near future um but they've made a Spotify playlist of uh just just songs that are very reminiscent of the game and a lot of the soundtrack doesn't have any lyrics um so it's very lo-fi music and I listened to some today and what they're doing as well is they've kind of dumped loads of songs from theirs from their own recommendations and now they're asking for recommendations from other people um like fans of the fans of the game that might kind of feel like they know similar bands or know similar songs and it's just a really handy playlist when you just want a bit of background noise you want some nice background noise but it's not too distracting and it was really good. There's six hours of, of stuff on there. So you can just keep on a loop. And it's definitely something I think I'm going to be using for the next week or so as I kind of grab the last bits of my course together. Um, but also for the future, when I just want to write some notes um, and put that on the background, I find it really helpful. Um, so, yeah, that's my recommendation. If you do want, like, you know, not a quiet five minutes where you get distracted by a lot of sounds, you know, this is this is really helpful or this could be really helpful. Nice. Sounds great. Definitely. I'm going to try out tomorrow. Uh, Mars? Oh, that's in my recommendation. Yes, your recommendation, please. Sir. <laughs> uh, well, I have an anti-recommendation. I know we've occasionally done this, and I have an anti-one. I tried a game. It was on sale in the store called Drowning. And Oh, my God. Fuck no. me, right? The description is that. And I was like, okay, fair enough. It's going to be this tiny little indie game. It costs like a quid, maybe less. I don't even know. And the description was about, like, it's this person, the creator's journey through, like, mental health and depression. I was like, do you know what? 
it'll be nice and short and it'll be like a little bit of an experience hopefully it'll have like a nice bit of music to it or something and i can just put it on play it for an hour and it'll be finished fuck me it's one of the most boring uninteresting shittily told so basically all you do is you walk forward and you don't do anything else you just you walk forward in this really low graphic polygon shittily made environment and then it's not audio voiced or anything it's just lines of dialogue are just written out in front of you as you walk and then it's so badly made that if you turn around the writing is there but it's still backwards so it's just shit and you kind of just walk along they tell the story and i was like okay maybe their story will come to something and it will be quite interesting or it'll have like some part of it you know mental health is important and whatnot and it's just really trite and convoluted and unnecessarily poor i just the way it's written out and the way it's delivered is really bad there are there are errors in it it's grammatically it sometimes doesn't make sense there are parts that don't make sense as a sentence like and i appreciate that maybe it was like an intent behind what they were trying to do with it maybe it was their way of you know getting catharsis or getting some ownership or control over it and that's fine i don't mind that but if you are going to do it at least you know iron it out or polish it so it's an actual well-told experience and it wasn't even that it was just the biggest waste of an hour i think i've had in the last year or so so if you see that on the store just to do yourself a favor and don't buy it it's great if you want an easy platinum because you can get it in like half an hour but i wouldn't even recommend playing it for that and i'm an avid trophy hunter and i don't mind pouring myself out for trophies but i wouldn't even do it that's that. how you recommend it to sean yeah <laughs> but um, i don't, I don't even recommend it, it. Oh. It. <laughs> have you played it yet yeah yeah we've got a platinum yeah it sucks doesn't it <sighs> did you like it Mate, it was Game of the Year material. <laughs> art, 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 artistic merits. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, no, no. One of the one of the worst games I've played of, was it 2019? Whatever it was. Oh, I thought yeah. Ross had bought it and I downloaded it. Um, I don't remember it at all. I mean, <laughs> that's a good thing. the web of weaving of the shit game begins. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, yeah. it's ge- genuinely just like the low poly world of you walking. Yeah. You start like coming out of water and then you end up in some foggy, <laughs> took fucking genuinely this the amount of impact that this has made on my life is I got the platinum trophy. And <laughs> I even regretted that. I was like, I didn't even want to play this for the trophies. I mean, oh. it's, just, it's just depression. That game is just depression. Yeah. It says it's an exploration of, dep- of depression, but the game will give you depression. The Honestly. name drowning is, is exactly what you will do. And but what's so ironic is you come up out of the water at the start, but you can't go into the water. You just hit an invisible <laughs> yeah, remember, wall. You turn yeah. around and it gives you a trophy for hitting an invisible I wall. Yeah. I was like, kill me now. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Don't play it. Um, what a recommendation. I'm going to download this tonight. Can't wait. Enjoy, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, Toby's had to jump off. So, Sean Davies, your recommendation for the week. My recommendation is the McPlant Burger at McDonald's. Nice. It doesn't suck. That's very good. Uh, I... Some people are doing this thing where they're like making McPlant burgers and they put it into the Big Macs. Would you think that was good? Uh, I wouldn't do such crazy things like that. I'm just going <laughs> to eat the burger that's served to me. <laughs> Like that sounds too much like cooking for me. I'll be honest. If I'm going to McDonald's, I'm just going to get out the box, not create something. Um, yeah, uh, tasty. Uh, that's all I can say about it. Like, 
Um, I expected it to taste like ass and it tastes like a burger. So did you get a second backup burger just in case it did taste like ass? No, no. Oh. Like oh. if it tastes like ass, I'm just going to go in there and throw it over the couch and say, <laughs> give me a dog quarter pound of cheese, motherfucker. Give me some beef. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was an, under no pressure um, to make, make myself like it. It was just, it was fine. Like I, it was not offensive. Like, you know, this is this is a couple of vegan things now. I had a vegan pizza from Papa John's and that didn't suck either. Um, so, like, I quite enjoyed the vegan cheese. Don't tell anyone this. Ooh. But I'm, I'm starting to see that the only thing that I'd need to eat was bacon. So, you know, I could be I could be vegan if it wasn't for the bacon is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Vegan bacon is uh, not great. <laughs> it's not bacon. No. They can write they can no. write that on the package as much as they want, but it's not vegan. No, um, there's there's plenty of great vegan food out there. Have you yes. um have you have you done the vegan sausage roll at Greg's? Uh we didn't get that in Stoke until recently, I'll be honest. Um, really? Yeah. Do you know when they said like it's coming to select stores? I went to the shop in Stoke and the person behind the store was like <laughs> not this one, <laughs> mate. It's not gonna come to Stoke. So I hadn't tried right. in a long time and then um tried a couple of months ago and they had one. And uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. Like again, it was just one of those things that you're like, this just tastes like a, a Greg sausage roll. Yeah, this is inoffensive to me. So, will the McPlant be your burger of choice going into McDonald's in the future? I mean, I don't know if it's going to replace. I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm a super fan of the chicken nuggets. Like, yeah. <laughs> not a massive fan of the burgers anyway. Um, so like chicken nuggets and cheese dippers are normally my just go to. So. Yeah. Um, if I, I can receive replacing my quarter pounder with cheese, oh, there you go. That's a big step. Yeah, but it's the, not going to change the chicken nuggets. Sure, the KFC vegan burger is very good. I can recommend that. I didn't even know they did a vegan burger. Yeah, it may not be in Stoke yet. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> but yeah, it's all right. It's all right. There's usually like riots outside shops where they introduce anything vegan in Stoke. <laughs> the great thing about KFC is that they do such random concoctions with their burgers, but the the KFC vegan burger is just it's just vegan chicken, uh, vegan mayo, lettuce, and that's it. So it's a bit plain, but it's not bad. I like is, it. Is it? Is it? Do, do they do it like a zinger version, or is it just standard? Not, not yet. Not yet. Mm, not yet. Yeah. They're testing the waters, like the McPlant, I, I would assume. But yeah. uh, all in a good time. Cool. What's your recommendation, Ross? My recommendation is Deep Rock Galactic. This is again. Oh, uh, I looked at that. Yeah, is that any good? Well, Cat and Miles, let me <laughs> tell you. Um, this is a game which is currently available on PS Plus and available on Game Pass. So if you want to play it for free, it's just fucking out there. Just go play it. Um, it probably should have been my game of the week. So I preferred it a lot more than the Anna Chris's, but that was the first one that came to mind. And it's a shooter, a full kind of like PVE four-player shooter with mining. And it's it's all fun. It's procedurally generated. It's not inoffensive. It's just kind of fun, you know? Play it with people, and um, there are some moments. There are some jumpy bits. There are some aliens that are jumping around corners and stuff, and it's, uh, it's yeah, it's inoffensive. You're just collecting collecting mining things, collecting gold, and collecting things that you find on each of these planets. And they're all, again, like I said, generated um, there and then, so you never know what you're going to find. So, yeah. It's it's fine. I highly recommend if you're on PS Plus or on Game Pass and you're looking for something to fill up your hard drive, give it a go because it's not terrible. There you go. That's my recommendation. Bit of Deep Rock Galactic. 
So yeah, check it out. Uh, Cat and Miles, if you're uh, back-to-back in your living room someday, you'd rather play. <laughs> yeah, we did have a look at it, but I just wasn't like sold on it totally. But maybe I'll have to give it a try. Yeah. All right, then let's get into Out This Week. Um, Sean, do you have this week? Or am I doing Out This Week? I didn't have a Out This Week, but I can get to okay. Out This Week. That's all right. I'll, let's I'll fill for time. Oh, you've got it already. Um, I have, just in case you didn't. Yes, thank you very much, sir. All right, not a problem. Um, out this week, Nobody Saves the World is out this week, um, finally. Um, that's coming out on January the 18th, which will be the day this podcast goes up, so Tuesday. Available on PC, Xbox, and Xbox Series X. Looks great. Can't wait to play that. Um, a game called Dismantle is coming to Xbox One. I've never heard of it. I don't know anything about that, so I can't tell you anything about it. But hey, it's coming out on the 19th on Xbox One. Also on January the 20th, a couple of big ones coming out. Windjammers 2, which we talked about last week. Neither Cat and Miles have played the original. Absolutely shocking. Um, Windjammers 2 is finally out on January 20th, along with, of course, Rainbow Six Extraction, which looks like an Xbox 360 game, but it's coming directly to Xbox Game Pass from Ubisoft. If you do want to play it, it'll be free on Game Pass on Wednesday. Oh. So check it out if you do want to have a look at that game that none of us are excited for. Um, January 20th also sees the release of Blackwind coming to PC and Xbox Series X. Um, our dear Mars has been reviewing that, so look out for the review on the site very, very soon. Um, Gravity Chaos is coming to Xbox One and PC on January 21st. Um, that looks like another um, Gravity Racing game, so be sure to check that out. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, RP Golf Legends is coming out on January 20th. The PC and PS4. That is a game I'm sure I played a long time ago at an event. I'm almost certain I did, but I can't. I don't know for sure. But yeah, that's great. So yeah, role-playing game with golf. I mean, would it be as good as Golf Story? Who knows? You have to play it to find out. But that is what is out this week. So yeah, a couple of big ones. Windjammers 2, Rainbow Six Destruction, and of course, Nobody Saves the World. Good stuff. Looking forward to that. But that is it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you do want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all of the places. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do at F-N-G-R-G-N-S. If you want to follow us individually, our handles are in the description below. Don't forget, if you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? That's about 73 pence at this point. You can keep the podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. We'll be back next week with more gaming goodness as ever. Thank you very much for listening. It is goodbye from Kat. Bang for the titties. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it is goodbye from Miles Thompson. Oh, see you later. It's goodbye from the almighty Sean Davies. Doodles. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time. On the Finger Guns Podcast.